Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Crush Cast. Today, Adriana Espinosa. 18 months into the business with Equitable and an absolute superstar. Adriana, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Jim. Happy to be here. I was at a session earlier this year. It was probably level one or level two. And it was announced early in the morning that you were going to be doing a presentation. I didn't know anything about your background. Then they flash your picture on a screen. They indicate in less than 12 months, you had done north of 300 applications. And then you walked up and did a presentation and you had everybody's attention. I got to ask, how on earth have you done this? I think it really just boils down to having a good group around me. One, learning from Abby altogether, and also just the team that was already there in the beginning. Um, at that time, it was Ray, Josh, a few others that were really active out in the business, and they were really getting started with coffee carts. So from the beginning, I knew that the best thing was going to be to be in person. So I just tried to lean on those in-person districts as much as possible. And of course, fill in with virtual every now and then in the evenings or in the weekends as needed. But I think just diving into a team that already had that culture of you're going to be in person, virtual is really like a back burner. But I think just having that from the beginning instilled and then just trying to build from that really made the biggest difference. Because I feel like if I would have been put in another situation where instead it was mostly all virtual and that was the norm, I definitely wouldn't have had as much visibility as I did with my campuses from the beginning. Because I think within the first week, I had one or two events that were already in person and I was sitting on lounges and just having teachers come through. So really just starting from in person. I, I know I've like gone in circles with it, but really that's, I think, what really set it apart. It, it's similar to your presentation. You, you know, I recall you saying, I don't know that I'm doing anything that dissimilar from others, yet your results are just off the charts. Let me take a couple of steps back. What were you doing before you joined Equitable? Did you come right out of school or did you come from another career? I was a teacher very briefly. Didn't okay. last too long in that career <laughs> myself. Um, and I was teaching at a charter school and I had a little bit of experience at a public school too. Um, but my degree was always in finance, but I was doing a program called Teach for America where you teach at a lower income school district for two years. Then after that, you go on and if you want to pursue education, you pursue it or you can leave elsewhere. Well, I didn't even finish the program because it was throughout COVID and that teaching in COVID was just a whole different ordeal. Um, but I feel like that really helped break down some walls that teachers may have because a lot of times they could already have a sour taste in their mouth from working with other companies and they just feel like it's a sales pitch whenever they see someone come through the classroom. So just focusing on building that rapport without even having to kind of go on my 30 second elevator pitch as to what I do made the biggest difference. And with my campuses that I had good relationships with, if I had meetings on that same campus, I would go to the lounge and, you know, like feel for it myself. If I feel like I'm overstepping, I'll leave the campus. But if I feel like they're comfortable with me sitting in the lounge, I would sit there and then I would have the teachers come in and I wouldn't even talk about what I'm doing. I would just talk to them about how their day is going, if they're making copies, like, oh, what material are you going over? And then they would naturally ask if I was a sub or what I was doing there. And that just made the conversation be a lot more natural. 
and they would spark the conversation of, oh, I actually need to focus on trying to start an account or go over my pension. I have no idea how it works. And I was like, girl, I'm right there with you. Neither did I when I was a teacher. So it just wow. helped it make, a, make it a lot easier too. So it sounds like, this is so fascinating. It sounds like you're, you don't initiate. And if you do initiate, you're initiating based on just like human connection as opposed to planning. And starting that way is creating a degree of openness as opposed to somebody being closed. Exactly. Yeah. Now, what was it initially that attracted you to Equitable? Did you connect with Abby Lamb? You referenced Abby. Was it connecting with Abby? It was really just connecting with Abby. I had my first phone call with her actually in my classroom during a conference. And she was just so easy to connect with and she seemed so genuine and passionate about what she was doing. And I told her my background of some passion projects that I have on the side and just how that could align with a career in the future. And she had really similar goals and values. So just having someone to look towards and see that that could be a leader that I could follow made the biggest difference. And especially because at that time, whenever I was at that campus, that I was working with, um, my admin was the complete opposite of that. No support whatsoever. So just seeing that light at the end of the tunnel, I was like, okay, with that job, I'll do whatever she's doing. At least try it out for a little bit, see how it's going, because I want to learn from her. And then if it works, awesome. If not, it's just another learning experience and we'll go from there. What's the experience been like for you? As I've started now to follow you, I just see this meteoric rise and you have incredible accomplishments and you're always being recognized and acknowledged. What's the experience been like as you're now engaging hundreds of new clients and they, each time they say yes to you, like, what does it feel like to be performing at this level? It's a bit of a roller coaster, to be honest. It has its highs for sure. And it also has its lows. And in the first year, I mean, like you said, it's only been about 18 months or so. So within the first 12, I would say those roller coasters, the peaks and troughs were pretty like spread out, I would say. And then after I got the feel for um, getting a cadence of my calendar, when I should keep setting events so that I don't fall into those lulls, um, this year has been a lot more, it's not smooth sailing by any means, but at least those peaks and valleys aren't as few and far as wide I'd say that that amplitude has narrowed down a bit more and it has just made it so I'm more at like a good baseline and I'm not experiencing such peaks and also such deep troughs so it's been a roller coaster but I honestly um whenever I have those valleys I just lean on my team and just also my family as well to help navigate those times What do you like most about the business? I would say connecting with the people, um, especially because my background, I grew up with immigrant parents and Spanish was my first language. And I work with a lot with the maintenance staff, cafeteria staff, and just building those relations specifically with that community because a lot of times they're overlooked by companies that go into these schools. A lot of times they have 15 to 20 years of working at these campuses and they have no idea of one, how their pension works at all, but also two, that there's different ways to be saving through the side. And that's common knowledge to most of teachers, hopefully, but they're also employees at those same districts that they don't get that information. So just being able to be that um, 
I guess, knowledge for them has been really impactful. It's got to make you feel great. You got to be very, very proud. It sounds like the accomplishment and the recognition is great, but the impact that you're having on your clients is the real driver. That's where you're getting your satisfaction. Definitely. All right, let's look ahead. Um, when we're going to go into your second full year, you're absolutely rocking. What is your goal setting process like as you look at an upcoming year? Oh, that's a really good question. I'm actually in the middle of doing that with business planning with the team. Um, so I feel like within the last year and a half, I've really just tried to gain as many clients as possible. Um, but this coming year, I want to still carry that same energy, but also trying to focus on making a bigger impact with those clients as well. Because a lot of times um, clients just want to get started with something. But at the same time, starting with something is great, but really saving efficiently is going to make the biggest impact in the future. So just trying to focus on review with clients and really just show the importance of not only saving, but saving with an intention of actually making a difference later on years from now is going to be one of my main focuses. And just trying to work more with centers of influence in the districts as well to have um, more visibility on those campuses that maybe we haven't done too much events at yet. That will magnify your impact for sure. Okay, two final questions for you. Number one, let's say a piece of advice. Somebody's listening to this and frankly, they're, they're in the trough phase. What would be the advice you would give them to help them with their mindset and to change the outcome? Oh, I would say try to find a win in the day. Even if it's a small win, it's going to be something that you can focus on. And I've had these days where it's just like reschedule after reschedule and people are being mean to me. But the only thing that I could really control at that point is just go home and try to make some more dials or maybe like touch base with a client that, you know, will make you happy and maybe you need to do a review and maybe that could lead to some or lead to something later on. But just trying to find a small win. And I know that sounds a little bit like, okay, yeah, but personally that has really made the biggest difference because it's so easy to focus on everything that went bad during the day but if there's just one thing that you can lean yeah. on and try to grab onto that if you try to grab onto that that has made some big differences throughout my bad days and what was the second part too? that well i'll get to the so find a win You're like find a win no matter what the day is like find a win and then maybe you go on a winning streak and then the second final question i'll ask you is what are you most excited about for the next year um really just hopefully seeing growth within my clients um I've had some clients that are working on like principalships and just they have their own personal goals and just being able to see them grow not only as people but also financially like if I know that they were trying to save for something or if they want to increase later on um, I feel like that's always just like something that warms my heart, but also hopefully personally saving for a house. <laughs> that's going to be one of my things that I'm going to be looking forward to. Um, not necessarily to buy in the next year, but just to actually have a plan to be saving for that and um, just seeing where, where the year goes and hopefully helping a lot of people along the process, but also learning a lot along the way as well. Well, I'm inspired by you, Adriana. I mean, you are a role model for getting after it, for managing peaks and troughs, and then for finding wins, because there's always one if you're willing to look hard enough for it. Thanks for this discussion. I've really enjoyed it. Thanks, Jim. I really appreciate it.